Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Mercy Poured Forth. We have made it to December the 6th, 2022. <laughs> Good morning, uh, Lee and James and Wirewool. I'm so glad to have all of you here today. It's wonderful to, you know, come online and, and see friends and have fellowship. And I'm so grateful for that. You know, I was um, thinking about the word resolution. You know, it, it's so funny because... It's like Yas is, is speaking in my life, antonyms and contronyms, right? He's saying, it's like he's trying to help me find the balance, right? In uh, everything, the last mercy poured forth that I did was on not striving. And today's word is about being resolved, right? So this is what Yah is doing with me is he's trying to help me find that balance between the two, you know, about being resolved to just go forward and, and, and you don't give up no matter what yet not start, not striving in the flesh to do that. Right. Not trying to just run on my own steam and my own power. And that's been a really important thing for me to be concentrating on because, you know, Yah in his wisdom did allow me to kind of get hit eight years ago with a battle that I'm still fighting physically and knowing how to not stress out and, and be in him and relax and, and go with the flow is part of what I need for my physical body to have all the strength that it can have to fight what's come against me. So it's a really fine balance and it's a real learning process. And I know many of you can relate. Good morning, Asia. Thank you for joining us. Good to see you this morning. So, so as I'm working out my own process of these things, I'm sharing it with you guys, what I'm learning. So to, I'm going to go ahead and add this to the screen today. So resolve, this is what he was showing me. It's, it is a verb. It's an action thing, right? So to make a firm decision about, to decide something, to decide or express by a formal vote, to cause a person to reach a decision. So good morning, my sweetheart. Good morning, Robert. <laughs> Glad you could join us. So, so resolve, I was looking at one of our uh, messages on Telegram, a prayer that that somebody had put up, and and in that prayer, she was really on Telegram. She was really, you know, reminding us to continue to pray fervently for our prodigal children who are not walking in a close or obedient relationship to Yahweh. A reminder, if you will, that it's still true. It that First Peter three twelve says, "For the eyes of Yahweh are." over the righteous and his ears are open unto their prayers, but the face of y'all was against them that do evil. That was what it brought up in me, you know, was thinking about don't give up because y'all's ears, just because, I mean, I've been praying a certain thing for, for my family, for my daughter and, and, and family for years and years and years and years and years. Right. And Yah's just saying, you just keep enduring, you know, but 
I think that I used to, especially where our children or grandchildren, people that we're so close to can be concerned, we can we can almost take on such a heavy burden out of our concern for them that then it feels more like we're striving, like we have to accomplish something. And 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 reality is we can't accomplish anything. <laughs> I can't accomplish anything. You know, every person has their own relationship with Yah that they have to find, but it's, it's resolved to keep believing, keep believing that Yah hears my prayers, to keep believing that it matters. Even when I don't see anything, it's like Elijah, when he fervently prayed for the rain cloud and he kept sending out, you know, his servant to go see, has, has any cloud appeared? And it was like, nope, nope, nope. But Elijah just kept praying because he was praying for rain at that point. There had been no rain and he was praying for it. And, and he just kept believing, you know, it's an amazing thing. Okay. So I was looking at things that were encouraging me to stay in that vein, to just keep keeping on without it getting without it letting become a burden to my soul, without it letting letting that that desire drag me down into a pit, but to stay in the realm of faith and the realm of belief, you know, for those things that are long time prayers. Okay, so this is what I was looking at. Good morning, Betty. So good to see you today. Um, so first Peter 4 1 says since then and and so I switched over to and most of the time I I use the suffer but once in a while you guys know I'll switch back and forth to the new living translation only because sometimes it's just easier to me to to hear the heart of the message and and we're talking about heart matters right now right these things that just tug at our hearts when it comes to our kids and our grandkids and our parents and you know, close friends, people that were praying for their salvation, praying for them, you know, to, to be able to have peace and shalom and walk close with Yah. These are the things that are tugging at our heart. So I switched over to the new, new living translation and it says, so then since Christ suffered physical pain, you must arm yourselves with the same attitude he had and be ready to suffer too. For if you've suffered physically for Christ, you have finished with sin. You know, what this reminded me of, let, well, let me just finish, I guess, in, in context. Well, no, I'll tell you what I was thinking of, and then I'll go on and finish it. What, what this, what this were, was reminding me of is sometimes when I am praying for that, it does feel like a physical pain. There are things that, especially around this season in the holiday season, you know, that my whole family's getting together and celebrating and, and it's all my grandchildren. And I have chosen not to participate in, in the celebration of Christmas. I'm just not going to do it, you know? And that means I have to, I I've separated from participating in that day with all the presents and the hoopla and before the tree and all that stuff. And that's, that's time away from my daughter and my mom and my grandchildren. And, 
and it's not easy. And I can promise you, it sometimes feels like physical pain. You know, it sometimes feel it, it is a sacrifice and because I have a mama's heart, you know, and I want my family all together and, and it is tough, right? But he's worth it. <laughs> I just believe I was listening to one of my favorite songs this morning in preparation for this, and it was called Worth It All by Rita Springer. And she's talking about no matter what we're going through here, no matter what mountain I have to climb or what valley I have to endure in my faith walk, that once I see his face, it's going to be worth every bit of it. It's going to be worth every bit of it. And I hang on to that. To me, that's how I continue to endure through things that are tough, through, through things that go against what my flesh and my heart sometimes wants to do, you know, in my, in my humanity. And, and I, and I put it down in favor of my faith walk. Right. And it's not easy, but it will be worth it all. And it's worth it all now because it brings me into a close, closer relationship with Yahusha. All right. So let's start this in, in first Peter four, one, I can see you guys are really relating, you know, I'm going to share just a little bit here, you know, Lee saying it is hard and it's painful, but we are to love Yahweh more than presence. We have the true light. So false light pales in comparison. And then Asia is talking about here that she's a mother of seven. Wow. Asia and only Nina on this walk. Very thankful that we have each other. I'm grateful for both of you. <laughs> And I'm so glad that you guys come and fellowship with us too, you know, because for me, the, the, the pain of that, you know, um, I have, I have Robert, you know, in my family, we're on the same walk, right. And I'm so grateful that we have each other. And then I have you guys right on this walk with me. And so I'm so grateful for that. And, and you guys are, are my forever family because even if I don't get to meet you on this side of our entrance to the kingdom, I will know you forever on that side of the entrance to the kingdom. And it's going to be awesome because we're going to get to fellowship, you know, and, and thank you, James, so much for sharing the link to the song that I was talking about. And, and that means so much to me. Okay. Let's read these scriptures. First Peter 4, 1. So then since, since Yahusha suffered physical pain, you must arm yourselves with the same attitude he had and be ready to suffer too. For if you've suffered physically for Yahusha, you have finished with sin. You won't spend the rest of your lives chasing your own desires, but you will be anxious to do the will of our Elohim. You have had enough in the past of the evil things that the godless people enjoy. Their immorality and lust, their feasting and drunkenness and wild parties and their terrible worship of idols. Of course, your former friends are surprised when you no longer plunge into the flood of wild and destructive things they do. So they slander you. But remember, 
that they will have to face Elohim, who stands ready to judge everyone, both the living and the dead. That is why the good news, the Bessarah, was preached to those who are now dead. So although they were destined to die like all people, they now live forever with Elohim in the Ruach. The end of the world is coming soon. Therefore, be earnest and disciplined in your prayers. You know, I, I'm looking at this verse, 1 Peter 4, 6, and wow, I, I want to do some digging into that one because I can tell you, I can't even begin to wrap my brain around that right now, you know? So, it, I mean, it's just incredible. We'll have to dig into that some more. So then I skip down to 1 Peter 4, 12, and, it, and he continues and says, Dear friends, don't be surprised at the fiery trials you are going through as if something strange were happening to you. Instead, be very glad for these trials make you partners with Yahusha in his suffering so that you will have the wonderful joy of seeing his glory when it is revealed to all of the world. That's what I was talking about. It's going to be worth it all. If you are insulted because you bear the name of Yahusha, you will be blessed for the glorious Ruach of Elohim rest upon you, right? That was the exchange. That was the gift that he gave us of, of who, when, when we waited faithfully and, and he had ascended and he told his Talmudim, wait 10 days here. And it was Shavuot and the tongues of fire came down upon them in Acts 2. This was the gift and it was the seven Ruachs that is found in Isaiah 11 too. You know, that, that wisdom and that knowledge and a, and a fear of Yah, right? It, it, it's all those gifts that he gave us there to be able to walk in those things. And all those are available to us now. And it helps us on our path of enduring. So then I skip down to 1 Peter 4.19. So if you are suffering in a manner, and this is so important, in a manner that pleases Elohim, keep on doing what is right. And trust your lives to the Elohim who created you, for he will never fail you. Never. He will never fail us. This, this brought me here to Matthew because I'm looking at these words at, like endure, resiliency and, and endurance. Matthew 24, 9 going through 13 says, then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted. And shall kill you, and you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. Right? I believe this is the time period that we are in, entering into. And then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise, and shall deceive many. And because the transgression of the Torah shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. This is what Torah should be producing in our hearts. Torah should be producing a love for Mashiach that, that enables us to have a love for our neighbor as ourself. 
right? It should be producing that. It doesn't produce a self-righteousness. Really, when we look into the law, the, the perfect law of liberty, which is what Torah is, it shows us how we could never do it without him. It right-sizes us and, and makes us realize how dependent we are upon him. And that, that brand of humility before him is what produces compassion and love for our neighbor. And, and it helps us to see his compassion and love for us. That's really what Torah is about. It's not living underneath something heavy. The world system is living underneath something heavy, right? Uh, they flip the script on things. Even, you know, in, in religions, they flip that script and they don't understand that, that Torah is that, that liberty, that perfect law of liberty, the protection of, of being hidden underneath the shadow of his wing, of being in a yada, close-knit relationship with him, walking the path that he's put our feet upon that leads to his kingdom. Okay, so he's saying, he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. Okay, so I wanted to take a look at this. Of course, endure, hupo mino. I'm terrible at pronouncing Greek. Good morning, Jennifer. So glad you're here today. So to endure is to abide, to remain, to be resolved, to not run away and quit in the face of adversity, trials, and hardship. Wow, that's that's it. You know, we just don't run away and quit. We just keep saying, you know what, y'all, I don't have the strength to do this, but you love me. And I know that you're going to pour your strength into me to be able to stand anything that comes my way, to be able to endure. So I wanted to even look it up in the dictionary and it's talking about to carry on through despite hardships to undergo or suffer, to put up with, to tolerate, to continue in existence and to last, right? So it brought me, I, I was reflecting on it and I thought, well, if I'm going to endure, what do I need? Well, I need resilience, right? I need to be resilient. And so I wanted to look at that word too. So it's an, an adjective. So it's describing and it's mean, it means that if I have the quality of resilience, that I will be capable of returning to an original shape or position Wow. <laughs> right. Because y'all made no mistake. He knit me together in the father's womb. Right. And, and so then in, in my life choices in, I, I departed from the path in so many ways, but, but salvation and my teshuva, my repentance has brought me back where I had departed from the path. And now he is returning me to that original shape or position that he always intended me to have. It's returning to an original shape or position after having been compressed, right? So I have become flexible. That's a cinnamon. It means I'm able to go with the flow of whatever y'all 
whatever situation y'all puts me in. It's what Paul was talking about. I'm able to, uh, I've been abased and I know how to abound. I know how to have riches. I know how to be poor. It just doesn't really matter anymore because I've become flexible in y'all's hand. I've, I've said, you know what? I'm not stiff. You send me where you want to send me. Have me talk to whoever you want to talk to, you know, have me live wherever you want me to live. Have me have the goods you want me to have or not have the things, you know, if you need me to be traveling light, whatever it is, you've made me flexible in your hand. You're able to shape me and mold me and do what you need me to do and be at this time on the earth. Oh, thank you, Jennifer. I love your comment. I just have to put it up for a minute. She says, it's great to be here. I love you all so much and I'm so thankful for all that you all do. It is truly a refreshing question to my soul. Thank you so much, Jennifer. We love having you here with us. Can't wait to be able to fellowship again in person with you and Dan. All righty. So I wrote myself this little thing as I was reflecting on this. And I thought to overcome all the attacks the adversary wages against us through things such as illness, financial hardships, misunderstandings, etc. We have to be determined to outlast every attack. We must be utterly dependent upon the Ruach HaKadosh. Yahweh's power works in people who have resolved themselves to lean on him. Yah takes pleasure in our determination to remain steadfast in our belief in his goodness towards us. It pleases him when we remain faithful to the assignments and tasks he's given us to complete. As the above scriptures tell us, the temptation to allow our love to grow cold is very real. The adversary does not have the power to make us quit. That is a choice that we get to make. All right. So in Matthew 10, 16, it says, behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. And then I skip down to 10, 22. And ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. But he that endures to the end shall be saved. But when they persecute you in this city, flee you into another. For amen, I say unto you, you shall not have gone over the cities of Yasharel till the son of Adam is come. The Talmud is not above his rabbi, right? This is the disciples are not above what Yahusha had to endure, nor the servant above his Adonai. It is enough for the Talmud, for the disciple of Yahusha, that he be as his rabbi, as Yahusha, as in the servant, as his Adonai. If they've called Yahusha, the rabbi of the house, Baal Zibub, how much more shall they call them of his household? Now I'm going to, in our, um, in the audio today at, in six minutes, <laughs> I'm going to go over Beelzebub. So I better get through this since I only have six minutes left. All right. So Philippians 3, 10 through 14. I want to know Mashiach and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I saw this and I thought, 
Yah, I want this to be my prayer. I want this to be my focus. I want to know Mashiach and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him, sharing in his death so that one way or another, I will experience the resurrection from the dead. I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things or that I've already reached perfection, but I press on to possess that perfection for which Yahusha Hamashiach first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I've not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which Elohim through Yahusha Hamashiach Mashiach is calling us, right? It's pressing on. It's pressing on for that perfection. It, it's, it's knowing that he has chosen me for a purpose. And no, I can't achieve anything great in myself. You know, in fact, it's forgetting the past. This is one of my favorite things. What used to trip me up all the time was, you know, all the mistakes that I'd made, you know, they would just roll through my brain all the time. You know, remember what you did, remember what you did. And I finally got to the point where I knew that it was the enemy doing that because Yah's word says that come to me for I will make your sins that were as scarlet as white as snow. Right. But but the, the enemy would constantly like play it like a video through my mind again, you know, mistakes that I had made, places I had fallen short, things that I knew I had already repented from and asked Yah to help me with and, and to overcome, right? And so finally, I got to the point where I said, you know what? Here's, here's my new thing. Well, I'm so glad the adversary reminded me of that today and reminded me too that the blood of Yahusha cleansed me from that and made me a new creature in him. Thank you for bringing that to my remembrance so that I have another reason today to praise Yah. It's a powerful tool. So anyway, I'll end with that and I'll see you guys in a few minutes on the audio if you're able to join me. Praise you, God. Praise y'all. See you soon. Thank you for being with me. Love you. Hey.